This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up, lady? Welcome back. To Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 43 with Michelle Aubrey. If you are someone who loves to get curious about yourself and who you are in the world, who you're being, you are going to love this conversation where we jam about self-awareness, about coaching, and standing for who people are, not just what they do or don't do. So I know coaching, that whole term, it's thrown around a ton, but we're really going to dive in and look at it in a very specific way. So this is a fascinating conversation. I know you guys are going to love it. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you want. If you dig our vibe here in this conversation, maybe this is your first time tuning in and you want to expand on this conversation, you can join us in our free online community called The Lady Posse. So the link to do so is in the show notes, or you can just go on Facebook and search out The Lady Posse and we will add you in. I speak with women from this group all the time who say this is one of the most unique, most inviting, most inclusive Facebook group that they've been in. So come kick it with us. We would love to meet you. And bonus... A lot of the women on this show are actually in the group to answer your questions and hang out with you as well. So there's just no reason to not come hang. Uh, For the show notes of this episode, anytime, you can go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash 43 radio. I personally think that's the place to be. You can listen to the episode there. There's the links to everything we talk about. Um, It's just really easy. You know what I mean? So if you love our show and you maybe you like the show, maybe you don't love it. I don't know. Um, maybe you got an insight, an idea, you can leave us a review on iTunes. I would love to see that. And it just really helps other amazing women like you find these shows. And I know you like to be the woman who hooks up other women. So for those of you that don't know Michelle, she is an amazing person and she has trained through the world's finest coaching and leadership training program, Accomplishment Coaching. She is an outstanding professional one-on-one and corporate development coach. And her passion and purpose is clear to powerfully serve people so they can serve others. The ultimate goal for her coaching practice with business partner Tanner Holtman is to create a world, I love this part, where anything is available for anyone, anywhere in the world. So she's a truly phenomenal human being who's quickly becoming a friend, and I just simply can't wait to introduce you to her. So let's get into it. Michelle, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Welcome. Yay. Thank you for having me. And you've got a boss lady mug. I mean, you're just my And it's pink. Yes. Yeah. So we're all going to get along just fine. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This has been awesome. And it was like, there wasn't a much, uh, wasn't much time before we created this and super excited to sit here and have a conversation with you about also all sorts of things being Mm -hmm. and yeah, moving forward into all sorts of different conversations and stuff. So thanks for having me on. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, I was actually just thinking that. I'm like, wow, it's actually, it was so easy to create this conversation and just step into this. And so thanks for being in the flow with me and just trusting that there was a conversation here and that we could dive into it. So I'm super excited about that. And I know that you, you and I went to similar coach training. We have different stories and different experiences and all that kind of stuff. So I would love to hear from you. Like just kind of give us a snapshot behind the scenes of your life right now. Like what's going on? What are you up to? What are maybe some things that we don't know about you? 
Yeah, sure. Well, um, for anybody that's listening, my accent is New Zealand, not Australian, not South African and not English. So um, yeah, like super quick snapshot into how I got into coaching, how I became who I am right now. Um, Canadian born, so I'm living um, on the beautiful Vancouver Island over in Victoria in uh, Western Canada. Um, I was born here, three years old, moved to New Zealand, grew up there, rode horses from the time I was four years old, loved it, competitive. It was amazing. Always loved people. I was um, a little bit of a loner as a kid, Um, got bullied a lot, and I noticed that I loved people anyway, even the people that were super jerks to me. Um, And it's interesting actually to just reflect back on that right now because I, I didn't know that I was going to say that or share that at all before it came out of my mouth. Um, and moving forward from there, I was always, you know, I left school. I ended up doing real estate. I was in banking for a while and I was constantly helping people with the things that they wanted to achieve, whether it was like getting the right savings account to have the highest interest earning so that they could make the most of their money or to get, I loved working with first home buyers when I was a real estate agent, loved working with people that were moving into their home, you know, their first home, something that they could call their own, a place where they got to go home at the end of the day, build their families come back from trips Um, and that was really rewarding for me and then I always yeah man interesting to recall like the past and how I actually got here because this isn't rehearsed right I've talked about my story a lot of different times and and I notice different things each time I share it and I always wanted to be like the Danielle Laporte and the Tony Robbins and the Les Brown and the Oprah Winfrey's and, and now the Michelle Obama. And I always wanted to be somebody of influence to others because I always knew that there was nothing that was impossible in the world. And I always thought that I had to be like 50, 60 years old to be able to say, this is the life I lived and this is what you can create. And I know best kind of from a experience type of mindset. And it really dawned on me when I started to notice that I was that person in my peer groups and with my friends, with jobs, with people that I didn't even know. If I was at a party, I was always the person that people came to and just talked about life, like what they were going through and where they wanted to be and what they thought was in the way. And I started a, a little boxing company called Evolution Me, which was used as an empowerment tool and a stress reliever for women. Had some locations all across London and it was going really well. And I ended up losing all my money and needing to move to Canada pronto, right? Dual citizenship so I can live in Canada. And um, I came over here and I wanted to elevate that boxing so that it wasn't just a physical release of, of anger, frustration, sadness, whatever it was that the women that I was working with were experiencing at the time. And I wanted to elevate that. So I started looking at coaching programs. And then that's when I found Accomplishment Coaching. And I um, graduate in a couple of weeks. And I have gone from a place where I came to this country with a couple of hundred bucks, created extreme support structures to get me through the program, where um, I had my own coach. 
I did my own work. I started bringing on clients and now I've moved into my own apartment. My business is thriving and I no longer need a supplementary income to support me to do the things that I want to do. And I'm the catalyst for my clients doing exactly the same thing. Yes. Yeah. So good. So good. And then it's funny because I think, okay, so now I'm 27 and I'm doing that thing that I thought I had to be 50, 60, 70 years old to be able to do. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for pointing to that because that's such a powerful piece. It's like really available now, <laughs> anytime. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter how old you are yeah. or what experience you've had because any experience that you've had in your life leads you to be able to be there for people regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story up to this point. I love hearing that. Just to kind of go back to one point that you mentioned, like when, when you lost the money, when you had to start over, when it was like, okay, this is, this is that new shift that I'm moving into. What was mm-hmm. that like for you? Like the spark that kind of had you go, okay, what's next? You know, cause I know sometimes we can feel like we're at that point and we lose everything or we're feeling as though we've lost everything and we have to start over and sort of yeah. that, what, what gets us back up and going? Like what, what was that spark or that kind of pivotal thought or belief that had you continue forward and, and continue believing that there was something next? I think it was, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's actually a really good segue into like the topic of our conversation today. Yeah. It was like that people have that pure essential nature about themselves mm-hmm. and that we are innately good people. Yes. And it doesn't matter what you've done or what you're doing or um, how you consider yourself to be that anyone gets a second chance. And I looked at myself staying in my friend's spare bedroom and I'm super broke. And I knew that I got a second chance too, regardless of what I did, you know, how I lost my money, the irresponsibility judgment that I put on myself of how I spent my money, how I made it, you know, all of those things that I got a second chance that I got to, and even if the second chance falls through, I'm going to get another chance. And another one. one. (laughs) Um, It was, yeah. And then the workshop that I did to get into the accomplishment coaching program was where I, I mean, I met my business partner, Tanner Holtman, who's in business with me. And that was when I realized like, this is my thing. Seeing all of these people, seeing themselves for who they truly are, that you can sit and be with somebody and say nothing and see who they truly are at their core. And it was like this light bulb went off for me and it's like, holy shit, I knew that all along. Like I knew that it just wasn't experienced in that way. That was so almost black and white. Like this is the experience and you got to see these people that you've never met before mm-hmm. and be able to say what you see for them. And then they call somebody they've known for 25 years and they use all the exact same words you did. Yeah. 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 Mm, love that. I did not attend the workshop, but I had a session with one of the, who's, I think, I don't know if he's still on the leadership, but, um, and yeah, in that, just that, you know, sometimes it's one conversation where you just have that, wow, it just breaks up that predictability of how we're relating in our everyday lives. And we get to see something else that's available. And just that, even if it's like a little bit of altitude or like five seconds of just seeing yourself in a different way, it can create just this massive ripple. Cause all of a sudden I realized that like, oh, there's a different level of awareness here besides just sort of trying to motivate or control myself into being positive 
or yeah. thinking a certain way. It's like who I truly am underneath some of the, the ways of being and the habits and the, the ways that I see my life. There's always going to be that good person that you just spoke to. Like underneath, we're, we're who we truly are, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, that's so good. Mm, I love hearing that. Where do you want to start in this topic? Like, because we're going to be dive. There's lots of moving pieces, but let's, let's go deep in this. Let's get really to the core. Like, where do you mm. feel to begin? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just thinking about a couple of different examples and, um, and then I was thinking, okay, well, don't think about people that are going outward, like what I've noticed about other people first and really to take it in for myself and, mm. and how I do. And what I was going to say to you as soon as we started recording and you introduced me was I want you to like honk a huge beeper when you notice that I go into this weird performance thing. Mm, cool. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so what I notice is, is when I'm around, uh, when I know that something's happening where I feel like I need to be perfect, where I need to speak correctly, where I need to be making huge impact, I go into this performance thing and it almost drives down, um, my energy and, and my, my light because I'm trying to be something that I already am, but it's like, I'm trying to inject steroids when I, there's no, um, need to be. And, and what that might look like to the people that are listening is if you've ever hung out with somebody, uh, and you know them really well, and then they get around somebody and you kind of notice them saying like dumb shit or they're, they're changing topics or they're interrupting when they don't normally do these things. And you're kind of thinking like, Hey, what's going on over there? And if that's somebody else's first impression of that person, that can create a judgment like, oh, this person is being this really weird way where they're jumping in and they're being really loud or they're trying over the top to be super funny. Mm. Yeah. Because of that whole protection thing. Yeah. And I noticed that within myself. And so throughout like the first couple of minutes of our conversation, it's like just noticing that I already am who I am yes, and who that is, is, you know, power and leader and commitment and passion and joy and all of those incredible things that I bring to the table and that I don't need to try harder than who I already am. Yes. Thank you for speaking to that. Cause performance is one of my, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too. so you can, yeah. you can honk the big horn when, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We well, should have had a like a little bell that yeah. every time we saw it within each other, we just go right? ding. Are you doing oh, that thing? That, what's that? Um, that button that they have for staples? Like, well, that was easy. Like, <laughs> like letting it's... it be more easy. Like just being. <laughs> we don't have to do that. We don't have to show up that way. And I'm curious, even for the listeners, if you can hear some of that for yourself, because some of you mm -hmm. that are listening to the show have maybe been on the show or you've thought about being on the show. And then you can notice that almost automatic reaction of like, oh, well, I need to show up this way, or this is what it needs to sound like, or this is what I need to speak like, or yeah. I have to get to this excruciating point <laughs> at some point in yeah. the conversation. Um, when you showing up and being you is actually the greatest gift that you can give us. So yeah. Yeah. And it's all you need. It's all you need. Yeah, totally. Yeah. When do you notice that it shows up for you? Like when, or maybe better so when did you notice that you were doing it hmm. I noticed specifically um because I had a bit of a story for many years around being anti-social so I, I shared a little bit about this in the lady posse earlier today about like for a long time my self-image was kind of generated around this idea of being a loner and being not belonging and being very different and so 
when I was in social situations, I would find myself sort of chameleoning a bit and trying to sort of like show up in this certain way. And then again, moving into entrepreneurship and like business, there would be moments when like, I would just put on the face and be like, oh, this is, this is, and it felt kind of robotic. And um, it's been in the past, I'd say year and a bit that it started to feel more unnatural to show up that way. And it started to feel more natural to just obviously just be, which is always going to feel the most natural, but somehow over years of conditioning, that feeling of like, this is what it looks like, that um, it almost felt more natural to be showing up there. But I can sense the difference in the tone of my voice. I can Mm -hmm. feel it in like, um, kind of when you said it diminishes the power, there's like a, a lack of juice. It almost feels like, for me anyways, it occurs like I'm trying to push the car in neutral <laughs> versus yeah. just putting it in drive and putting my foot on the gas. Like it's just a different sensation. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I noticed that it it can come up when I specifically think I need to show up a certain way. So it's when I get into the idea of it, like, oh, it needs to look like this if I'm having a conversation with a client or it needs to look like this if I'm in a business situation. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's that consistent reminder and and giving it up in the moments when it's showing up and just anchoring back in of like, oh yeah. And it always feels so clarifying to just step back into beingness and just center and like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. Yeah. And something just went off for me too. It's like for anybody that's listening, it's like, I'm sure that there are people that are listening right now that are thinking, I totally do that. Oh my God, is that me? Mm -hmm. And then they, and then I could imagine that for any of you guys that are listening right now, well, how, how do you notice it? Yes. How do you remember to practice something different? Mm-hmm. Which is such a beautiful question because really all it is is just that awareness, right? It's just noticing when we're doing it and then yeah. being able to have something. Uh, for me, I, I use the word anchor a lot. Like it's almost like I'm just anchoring myself back into, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it feels like really, um, I think the more that we start to recognize it, the more it starts to feel uncomfortable. It's like, you can't unsee what you've seen kind of thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes, (laughs) that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing that I talked to too is like the anchor is so perfect and also noticing what's happening in your body, right? Like you and I spoke for maybe five or 10 minutes before we started, um, the recording and then, and then I noticed as soon as you said, right, let's get going. My heart started beating out of my chest. Right. Going crazy. Yeah. And then I noticed that's when the performance thing came up, right? Mm. So, cause I've been practicing this for at least six months now. And I noticed as soon as the heart rate started, it's like, maybe I'll just say something to Stacey super quick, really just being super transparent. Hey, I do this thing where I try and be more powerful than what I need to be. <laughs> so it. can you just honk horn at me when I do it? <laughs> And before I did that, I just noticed like, how fast am I talking? Mm. Am I saying what I truly want to say? Or am I saying something that I think people will think I'm magical and shiny? Yeah. When all I need to say is what's really coming from my heart, what I want you to hear, what I think that would benefit the listeners. Mm. And that is a practice in its own physically first, right? Yeah. What's happening in my body? Am I sweating? Sometimes that happens too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I notice That's I'm working really hard, I'm like, oh, there we go. There's the thing. Yes. 
Mm, thank you for going back into those little moments and, and letting us see that too. Like I really hear your commitment to transparency and like really allowing us to, to walk through this conversation too, because it's easy to kind of talk at, at each other about what this looks like and how to do it, but like to really yeah. break it down, like this is what was occurring for me. And I loved what you just said about like the, almost like the clearing of just going, Hey, this is what's showing up for me right now. I experienced that as being so freeing and sometimes, yeah. I mean, some situations it might not be totally appropriate, but most of them, you know, if we just simply say that I did this in my relationship for many years, like just simply saying, Hey, you know what? I'm actually noticing that I'm experiencing some insecurity around that, or I'm just feeling a little bit shy about that. Like it just yes. creates so much freedom. And I'd love to hear what your perspective is on this. Like, is it, you know, often driven by this idea or judgment that we're not showing up the right way and that we should just sort of operate on top of these things? Or like, what do you think motivates us to um, to show up in a way that we don't necessarily need to, um, but think we have to. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and it's funny. So I'm just having, um, so I'm having this, um, with my, um, with my, uh, partner at the moment. So, um, business partner, my, he, um, he's an extraordinary human, an extraordinary human. And, um, you know, we have this, this saying in our work where it's like, if you spot it, you got it. Mm. and uh and throughout our entire partnership right we've been in business for a little bit over a year now and throughout our entire partnership there was this thing going on right before it was spoken about where I would think as soon as I saw him doing really well I'd be like oh my god he's gonna leave me right so anyone that's listening right now can apply this to anyone in their business romantic friendships Mm -hmm. anything like that and I would think, oh my God, he's he's going to realize that I'm not good enough and that he's going to soar and I'm always going to be this clunky, I call it the Shetland pony, like short, cute, curvy, but not really good at, good, good for anything. Um, and uh, I'm just this little Shetland pony and he's this like this hawk and he's just going to soar. But little did I know that he was having the exact same thoughts about me. Like mm-hmm. she's super powerful. She's got amazing insight, creates powerful conversation and, and he's a little Shetland pony and mm-hmm. something happened down our relationship. Like what you said about being able to actually share in your relationship, like, Hey, I'm having this insecurity. We created space for us to do that. And what we noticed about the thing that we had in each other is yeah, spot it. You got it. That greatness, but also being able to spot the, I'm actually not good enough. And like, I can even feel just in this conversation now, like my throat, like closing up as you feel that I'm completely worthless, Mm. that I'm not good enough for this thing and everyone's going to leave me. And then you feel isolated and alone and without being able to just say what you've, what you're experiencing, which is exactly what we do with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I'm bringing this up now too, is because it's super fresh. So um, we're both celebrating graduating, you know, at the moment, we're both going to be graduating in a couple of weeks from the, um, from the program. And I also just, um, created an extraordinary client. Um, just, you know, what they're creating, um, the, the fee in which they're paying me, you know, it was an amazing accomplishment to serve somebody so powerfully. And when I called him to, to celebrate my success with him, it was received like a, not that he wasn't happy for me, but that he couldn't be with it for himself because he felt like he wasn't good enough. 
this deep penetrating feeling of I'm not good enough and she's going to leave me. And what that creates, that feeling of not good enough and they're going to leave and I'm never going to amount to as much as they do, it creates that performance, I think, that um, and for anyone that's listening, you might notice this with the people that you are surrounded by, whether they, you know, make huge jokes and have an outrageous laugh if they're in the middle of a really awkward situation and they use humor to make light of a situation or if or if they go off in the corner or on the sidelines and they're not really saying much because they don't want to be seen or uh, somebody who outperforms everything dresses like everybody else so that they fit in speaks the same language so that they fit in mm-hmm. and all of these different things can encompass that not good enough need to be better completely worthless and everyone has a different story and a different like core of that that way of being and and mine personally was that and this was you know uncovered throughout this year of coaching and what I really learned about myself was that my thing is not just worthless or don't belong or not enough it was as if when my creator created me that there was like a mistake gone wrong in a science lab and and I was let out to play with the other children because they wanted to see how it would go like I was like this mistake experiment Mm. and that I'm constantly proving to people that I'm doing great and I noticed it and one of my buddies in the program said like I stood up and I was acknowledging somebody in our program and she said, I didn't know whether to hug you or slap you. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, the way that you stood up and talk about that person, all you did was talk about yourself. I was like, holy shit. It was the biggest realization for me because after that, she said, we already know you're great. You don't have to keep telling us. Wow. And that created one of my biggest breakthroughs for the year. A little bit of love, a little bit of acceptance, and I've got nothing to prove to anybody. Yeah. Biggest explosion. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You can't yeah. you can't see our faces if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> Both her and I have the mind-blown look because as you were saying that, I was like thinking, yeah. wow, how many achievements or performance strategies or humor or you know all the things the cards that we play you know to just avoid the fact that we are operating on top of this idea that we're not worthy or that we're this or we don't belong or we you know like that core underneath what's going on for us in the background like that is driving so many of our behaviors and ways of being and like just getting to hear your experience of that unraveling and getting to witness that you're totally worthy now and that you don't have to prove anything like, Oh, what a freeing experience. So now you get to like show up and be and create and do all these things because you can. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So juicy. Wow. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and then there's something else that I'll speak to like with that. And you know, this is totally, and you, you know, this it's, it's a practice to create these breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I'm not cured, right? For anybody that's listening, I'm not cured. 
right? Like this still shows up, but what I get to do now is notice it and choose something other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. It doesn't have to rule my experience and others experience of me. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of my core disempowering beliefs are probably not going to go anywhere. (laughs) They're likely still going to show up. And there's, you know, I think too, like I've gotten to love some of them. Some of them are yet to be revealed, of course, but like some of the ones that I've worked through, I'm like, I've gotten to know them and love them on a more intimate level where it's not like they're controlling whether I have to perform or I can just show up and be and and get to see what, you know, what was underneath that all along. So yeah. yeah, yeah. What I'm really hearing and what you're saying too is, um, I kept kind of hearing tinges of this and, and I think this could be a cool kind of segue because it's the stuff that we're, we're doing or not doing as like access to our worthiness. Like there's almost like a, a achievement versus alignment, like actually allowing yourself to be aligned and, and showing up from who you are versus like yes. counting the ducks along the way that you're, that you're up to and how you're showing up. And if that makes you a good person or not a good person, um, I'd love to hear like, for you, what that has been like as a coach, but also in your own life, like standing for people and seeing themselves as, as who they truly are, not just based on their accomplishments and their achievements. Yeah, that's a super powerful question. Um, and I've seen it a lot. Um, man, where do I want to start? So this, so this year, um, Mm, yeah super thanks um and I'm just pausing because I'm just kind of thinking like where I want to go with this so the first person that comes into my mind um is my business partner um uh James Butler Mm. um and the people that I have had the opportunity of meeting and connecting in this in this industry and then the byproduct of meeting clients and coaching clients so what do I want to say around that? So um, the first time that I, it really smacked me in the face was when I learned about my relationship um, with my business partner and how he got to the accomplishment coaching program. Mm. So he is a vision. He's a visionary. He's a leader. He's an entrepreneur. He has a heart that could envelop the entire planet. <laughs> and and he was in finance, so he was. Um, uh, he's a certified financial planner. He is, um, he was doing like selling insurance or something. And he met, um, James Butler, which is also a graduate and was a leader of the work. Um, and he told him for three years about this program said, Hey man, look, I really believe in you and this, you know, in this industry, I think that you are a people that can lead others and really stood for him. And for three years, he was like, nah, it's not for me nah, nah, I'm just going to be over here doing my thing. And he wasn't interested and he wasn't interested. And then one day, three years standing for him and what he saw for him, regardless of him being out of integrity to who he truly was and and doing the things that he really wanted to be doing, which was personal development for men, which is so funny because James would always reflect to him. He's like, oh, so coaching. And Tanner was always saying, well, no, not coaching. It's like personal development for men. You can keep your fluffy coaching stuff. And it was, oh, it's really funny now looking back because that's exactly what he wanted to be doing. And he stood for him and stood for him and stood for him in his highest and best. And then Tanner finally joined the program. Wow. And then the 
the follow like the follow-on effect of that is him working with more people so that they can live their best lives so that they can create the nonprofit organizations the inspiration projects the looking after children in poverty so that they can be of service to others because he can see what they can truly do regardless of how afraid they are or yeah. or whether they think that they're not good enough to do it he can stand for their highest and greatest which is our pure central nature mm-hmm. and push them forward into creating the impossible yes and what a gift that is wow yeah what i'm really what's well, yeah, what yeah. I was so present to when you were saying that, because I was just yeah. thinking about, um, I've seen this in the coaching space and I think also in the personal development industry and stuff like that is yeah. this sort of like elusive idea that, um, that, that people come into coaching or come to personal development because they're broken and they need to be fixed. And I think some of the yes. best freaking coaches in the world are the mm-hmm. ones that can literally just see you for exactly who you are and go, oh, oh yeah, no, like you're whole, you're like, you're on fire. You're like amazing. Let's pull you into this, this vision of what you truly see for yourself and just remind you of who you are. Not that you're broken and you need fixing. And that's kind of been a bit of my beef, not really beef, but you know what I mean? I've had a little bit go of on. a bone in the beef. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I will on that. Um, which is kind of the personal <laughs> development industry and just kind of, kind of feeding into what people are already feeling and kind of pushing on those pain points instead of inviting them in, kind of calling them out. And that, that, I don't know if that's kind of, cause that's really what I was hearing in there. Like what a stand James made for him in seeing like, yes. Hey, this is what I see. Not going, Hey, you're not doing this thing or Hey, yes. you know, this would be better for your business, but saying, I see this in you. Yeah. And, and, and calling him into that, regardless of the length of time it took, which is so brilliant to hear that, that container of three years, like, wow, just, yeah. What a stand to make, what a gift to give somebody, you know, to truly see them as who, as who they, they likely know themselves to be. They just don't know exactly what that looks like yet. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I've I've absolutely, absolutely seen it with my clients. Mm. I'm getting, yeah, I'm just getting really present to like one of the um, extraordinary women that I've worked with. Um, She is just like her essential nature is like serenity, tranquility, bliss, benevolence. Like she's just all of the pure, sparkly, safe things that any woman could possess and she's also a complete supernova like she mm-hmm. could just blow up anything it's like uh what do they call it like the hand of Midas like the gold is the golden touch it just creates anything and turns it into gold and um and I remember when um we were working together her belief of herself was so disempowering that the constant stand, right? So acknowledging her every single time that we spoke, whenever we had an interaction between our coaching sessions, being able to acknowledge her for who she truly was repeatedly and consistently so that she could hear it completely changed her life. She was, um, you know, she wasn't living in her own home. She had a part-time job. She's an inspiring uh, author. 
and um, aspiring, not inspiring, aspiring author. And she created her own home. She's now bought her own home. She's living there with her children. She's writing her book. She's got the romantic relationship that she always wanted. And she sees herself in a way that people around her have said, I don't know what it is that she's doing, but she's different. Mm, Yeah. And that's the difference. That was probably a long, like the long way to sort of explain it. But that was the way that she transformed the way that she saw herself and other people noticed. Yes. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, Oh yeah. I can feel that like as you're describing it, it's, it's like, it doesn't seem like this like significant shift, but it is right. Like how, how we see ourselves is how we're like seeing and experiencing the world and how we're sort of navigating and, and, um, communicating with the world. So it's like, that is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's funny because I'm like, and I, I think I keep stumbling over my words because I'm just so present to actually the transformation that she had. I was working with her for about six months. And yeah, the woman that she is now just holds her space, mm-hmm. holds her space. She, When she walks into a room, people notice. And before she was very, very skilled at going unnoticed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that just makes me, yeah, being able to talk about her like that just makes me so appreciative of being able to do this work, of being able to be that person that can create and Mm co-create and encourage such phenomenal shifts in somebody's life. Yes. Mm. And I love that we're having this conversation. I'm really actually present to the fact that we're talking about coaching in a very specific way because coaching can seem a little bit like um, vague, you know, and I've, I've noticed yes. that there's a lot of sort of, you know, people have had experiences with certain kinds of coaches, but the, the term coach kind of gets thrown around a lot. And so I'm, I'm yes. loving this because we're really exploring tangibly, like this is some of the work and how, and some of the, 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 you know, evoking these different parts of us to come through and start to acknowledge who, who we are, who we be. And it's like, that's like, it's not just about kind of like, sometimes we can see this external work of like changing specific results in our lives. Of course, that can be a piece of it, but sometimes it is that like, just that I I come back to the word alignment because that's what it, 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 how it occurs for me, but it's like, just really like being versus trying to be or trying to do, but like just really allowing yourself to show up in your life as who you are and kind of untangling anything that's getting in the way of that. It's like, "Mm, yeah, I'm really digging this. This is really cool. And I I know that there's a lot of people who are interested in coaching, whether Mm -hmm. being a coach or being coach. What are some of just from your experience of going through this program, doing this work um, with your background and also like from coach and being coached, what would you say are some things to kind of look for when you're choosing a coach? This is just a random question. Didn't know I was going to ask that, but I, I yeah, love to cool. hear your, and, your and I love it. I love this question. Um, so there, hmm, I'm just, it's like, am I saying this because I've heard it somewhere else or is it something that I truly believe? Thanks for so, tuning in. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just, let's just check in quickly. Um, I believe that the training program that I took with accomplishment coaching is the world's best training program for coaches. Um, And the reason that I, I believe that is because of the, this, um, you know, there's 22 people in our program um, and the 
transformation that I have seen in them has been extraordinary, extraordinary. I just, it blows my mind to believe that with community and deep connected conversation and safety, right, having it as a safe place can create such extraordinary transformation for people. So I definitely, I and I evangelize. I, I joke with Adam Quiney all the time about evangelizing accomplishment coaching. Um, it's, it's just, I think it's the best training program on the planet. Um, we're in Victoria. It's the first um, time that Victoria um, or Canada has ever hosted um, a training program. They're all across the States. Um, there's one in San Diego, New York, Seattle, Washington, Chicago, and now it's here in Canada. And um, I am so blessed and I feel like the stars aligned to get me into this training program. So um, to answer your question, the first thing that I think that um, if you're choosing a coach or wanting to become a coach, um, that the coach that you are choosing, I believe, should have some kind of training, right? Some kind of um, development work that they've taken on themselves. Um, I heard it from um, another uh, source, like, would you go to a doctor that didn't believe in taking medicine? Yeah. Are you going to go to a coach that doesn't believe in, in coaching? Which leads me to, if your coach is not doing their own work and doesn't have their own coach, then there's going to be a lot of stuff that they're not looking at themselves because as you know, this, this work doesn't stop. Yeah. We're constantly evolving and developing with all of our new life experiences, all the different things that we face and see and, and learn about and read about and are exposed to. And so this work never ends. So if you're looking at getting a coach for yourself, that they have either some sort of formal training mm -hmm. and or a coach for themselves. Yeah. And I would even maybe put on like a third thing for that is that they are involved in some kind of community of coaches where they are getting the same support that they, I believe, should be creating for you as a client. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you want to become a coach, there are, there's so many different programs out there. There, there really, really are. Yeah. Um, when I did um, research uh, for the different training programs, this was by far the best program. Um, a lot of people compare it to being like the Harvard of um, coaches training. So I, I definitely believe that. I feel like the community that is created out of this this coaching program is second to none. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am joining you in that celebration of what they're creating there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was a truly transformational experience for me as well. So I, as soon as you said that, like the container of like having X amount of people in yes. this space together for a year going through this work and just reflecting to each other, all these different pieces, like mm -hmm. I, I felt like every single person in the room played like a specific role and you could really see kind of like the micro of the macro, you know, in life. Yeah. And just to get to bond with people in that way, I think is so powerful. I think I, I saw a couple of programs that were like, um, like home study and that kind of thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's coaching. <laughs> like You're supposed to be with people. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that, I think that having that experiential approach is so key because yeah. that, that was probably the most informative and like, like really revealing for me about what it meant to coach and what that looked like tangibly in practice mm -hmm. versus just kind of learning about coaching, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of my, um, one of the incredible people in the program, um, actually had a visualization of like what that is like, you know, doing this as a team 
Um, and I can remember the visual was like putting diamonds into like a tumbler where they're all like bumping up against each other and, and oh, rubbing and that, that diamond gets a little bit of this diamond. And, and, you know, when we got asked, like for you to look left and right and look around the people that are in your room, like that program wouldn't have been the same had you not had it with X person, Y person, like it would have been a completely different program. And I truly believe that all of the people that I had in my program were there specifically to serve the purposes that they served. Yes. Yeah. And I can see, and obviously listeners, <laughs> they're not going to see this, but I can totally see by your face, that realization of like, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. I was reflecting as you were describing that on just the group that I was with and the different relationships that still I have with these people. And yeah. it's truly beautiful. It really is. So we'll, I'll put a little link in the show notes to, to accomplishment coaching. Cause we're, we're giving them a beautiful little shout out here. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I really appreciate you sharing your experience and what that's been like for you. You know, it's mm. truly inspiring. And, um, I'd love to hear, you know, just to kind of wrap this up in a bow, because I think we talked about some different moving pieces around like, like seeing people for who they are. And I think when we really look in the mirror, sometimes we can lose sight of who we, who we are and kind of weigh ourselves on kind of what we're doing and how we're showing up and that kind of stuff. And I'm curious mm -hmm. if there's just like any, any insight or idea that we can give the listeners who are maybe feeling like, yeah, but all of this stuff that happened, like you, you know, my life is this way and that's who I am. Like to start to access their, their being and who, who they really are, you know, underneath mm -hmm. any of the judgments or the unworthiness or the feelings of, of not belonging, like to start to feel into that. And like, I, I, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm making the question longer than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, and I totally understand. Like I totally get the question yeah. and, um, and, um, so um, while, I was, while, while I was building my business, um, I was nannying the most beautiful little girl that I've completely fallen in love with. She is amazing. Mm. And it's often, um, it, you know, it's being brought up a lot that, uh, and Marian Williamson said, like, we're supposed to shine as children do. And for anyone that is listening, if you have ever been around a child from, you know, anywhere like six months to five, six, seven, that if you really look at them and see like the joy and, and the, the light and the brilliance that these children have, regardless of whether they push the kid over beside them, whether they stole from their parents or whatever that is, that you can actually notice this innate, like pure essential nature about these children, regardless of what they do whether they're throwing food around and yes, sure. You want to rip your hair out and you probably have weird visions of doing things to them because it's just so <laughs> frustrating, but they have this beautiful sparkly essential nature about them. And that doesn't fade for the people that are listening, that are thinking about themselves, just like what you're speaking to, like, but this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is what I'm not doing. This is the way my life is. I'm cursed. I'm not good enough whatever the belief is, is that think about the child that you once were, what that little kid was when they were five, six, seven, what that little ch child was capable of, what their purpose could become on the planet and know that that is still who you are, mm -hmm. that that hasn't gone anywhere, regardless of what you've done, what you haven't done, that that is truly who you are and that you get to shine just like children do. Because we're really just big kids. Yes. 
Thank you for that. Because seriously, yeah. like I felt my whole body was like, ooh. <laughs> right? Like, let's go and throw some paint on the wall and just have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And that reconnection to that joy and play. And yes. I often feel like there's that that um, fluidity in there. And like, I get it, right? We, we're adulting, you know? Yeah. We've got things to do and focus on and, and learn and grow in. And we can also bring so much of that. One of the ways that I love to tie these conversations in a bow is to have you kind of um, fill in a fill in the blank kind of statement. <laughs> so um, it used to be up until this point for many episodes we did. Um, if you truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. Um, and recently I started to feel into like, you know, if you really want to get, get real with yourself, get real about what you truly desire, fill in the blank. So you can answer either of those. Pick, mm-hmm. pick your, choose your adventure, my friend. What do I truly desire? Um, more of like speaking to the listeners. So like if you, if you, um, what was it that I just said? Um, if you really want to get real with yourself, fill in the yeah. blank. If you really want to get real with yourself, Ooh, the first thing that comes up is stop beating yourself up. Mm. Regardless of what you've done, isn't who you truly are. Practice compassion for yourself, right? Goes back to that little child. You're not going to crucify a five-year-old. So why should you crucify yourself? Mm -hmm. And practice loving yourself just 1% more every single day. Yes. Yeah. I just did a fist pump. You guys didn't see that, but <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah. 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 Cause sometimes it can feel like a, a really high jump from like feeling in a specific way and then being like, I love myself. But like that yeah. 1% increase, it's like, what, what would you choose to eat for breakfast today from self-love or self-honoring? Totally. Like that, that's 1%. That's, that's maybe even like 5%, but like really yeah. just starting in that tangible daily practice. I love that. That's so juicy. Um, was there anything that I didn't ask you or anything that like any points that are kind of on the surface still for you that we didn't really cover? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, there's funny, there's like this little calling, like there's like a part where, um, I feel like for the listeners that we probably seem super shiny right now, right? Like I, Mm. um, and I'm wondering if there is like some sort of deep, honest like vulnerable thing that we could say to each other and obviously the listeners are listening Mm. that would really resonate with them that we are all the same right it goes from us who are you know coaches we're entrepreneurs we're we're creating big things in the world right and then and then we could be looking up to people like Lady Gaga or Oprah Winfrey or Michelle Obama and we think that we're different from them but really we're all the same and I'm wondering if maybe there is something that we could share on, on this podcast to mm-hmm. just really align ourselves with all of us being equal. I don't know whether it's like a darkness, like what's your, like, wh- like what are you most afraid is true about you? Like what's your biggest mm-hmm. fear in the world? Like what is something that average, guys, I'm doing air quotation, like the average person, which is really all of us. Yeah could be terrified about or be afraid that is true. Mm. I so appreciate you bringing this into the conversation. That's so beautiful. Mm. Mm. I'm just presencing myself to that, you know, 
Like, hmm. Well, something that I can share with you and with the listeners is um, coming into this conversation, <clears throat> I can feel my throat getting a little bit like tight as I'm acknowledging what's, yeah. what's underneath. Um, this week was really, uh, really cathartic for me in some different, just some different coaching and some different experiences that I had that really brought up some deep, like suppressed feelings around my femininity and around just expression and um, allowing myself to like fully be and express myself however I want to. And so there was a lot of that tenderness kind of present for me. And then immediately before we recorded this, this beautiful woman in the lady posse who, who possesses this wisdom around the womb space. Um, we, we, she'd guided this through this meditation. And through that, I felt this, like, um, this, uh, deep sense of, um, my womanhood that I've repressed. And so through this conversation, I could, I was very present to my body and I'm kind of like at a point in my cycle that I can kind of feel my body's like making some changes as they do as women, right? We're constantly yeah. in this flux and flow. And so could feel this sort of, um, dance between my body being really like in my, my mind. And then my mind being like, be here, show up, be clear, listen to her. Like I could feel this kind of dance of like me almost, um, which is so ties into the performance thing because I could feel myself almost being like how you're showing up isn't enough or it's not okay. You need to focus and be clear. And it can feel really subtle for me, but it it comes into that fear of like not wanting to look bad or, um, you know, like I think too, like, um, uh, saying the right thing. Like that comes up a lot for me when I do these shows, like make sure that you're being clear, Stacey. And like, you know, kind of bringing myself back. Like, I think a lot of people say to me on the show, like, Oh wow, you're such a great host. I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm so glad you're having that experience. Cause sometimes I'm over here like, Oh, (laughs) like you know, having to consistently bring myself back into just like, Oh yeah, it's okay. Like just be here and ask the question that comes through instead of trying to think about it and, and do all that. So all of that was kind of um, occurring for me throughout this conversation of just being really present to my body and um, some of the the trickling feelings of that, of like just some of the experience of this week and, and, uh, and wanting to get it right. Like wanting to, get yeah. it right, wanting to be here with you and honor your greatness and be like, okay, yes, let's, you know, let's dive in and, and, and hoping that it's going good. Like all of that's always in the background and it's like, this like even just to acknowledge that in this way and just acknowledge the human experience that we're having i don't yeah. my stand is never for us to feel like we have to eradicate that or overcome the human condition like this is beautiful that we get yeah. to relate in this way and get to normalize that like these the, these are some of the things that naturally come up and naturally occur and it doesn't mean we have to run with them and let them take mm-hmm. over um but that they're present and they're yeah. there and that's okay yeah Totally. Yeah. And what I heard and what you just shared, Stacey, too, was that, um, like, def- like for the listeners, like so much is that this, you don't just wake up and be fearless mm. in creating a podcast or yeah. putting yourself out there on social media. Like confidence and trust in yourself and your ability is a byproduct and a result of practicing stepping out of your comfort zone. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you guys have heard me say on the show before. I don't know if you've heard me say this before though, Michelle, this right. podcast and this space may not actually exist. If my coach hadn't have just had me take the step before I was ready. If you go back, this is kind of, I can feel the vulnerability in this. 
If you go back and listen to some of the first episodes, you will hear the difference. I was not clear on what I was up to. It wasn't executed the best. It was just, I was just allowing myself though to show up and then Mm -hmm. show up again and then show up again. So like really, truly this podcast is a product of that just micro courage of like just, just enough courage to get me through the podcast. Like I used to just shake in my boots the first couple of times. And the first time I did a Facebook live, I cried for like an hour before doing it. Like straight up. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying for sure. Yeah, but yeah. when really we're just staring into a screen with our face on it, but like, <laughs> you know, it's the ideas we have about it. Too, totally. Right? Like, yes. And then with that too, I find that so many people, my clients, you do it, I do it, we compare our internal experience with how people look and appear on the external. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that back. I would love if there's anything you feel inclined to share or express or or relate to in this conversation about anything that was present for you, I, I can absolutely hear that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing, it's like, what's my, like my biggest, like my, probably my, my deepest fear right now is that I feel like I am on the runway about to take off and really create some impactful change for people so that they can live their best life. And I can remember my coach saying to me once, it's like, um, we were getting really present to like my purpose, right? And my stepping into my greatness and all of these beautiful things. And she said to me, she said, over my dead body blank, right? That's kind of like that question you asked before, like over my dead body, what? And I said, I will, over my dead body, will people not live their purpose? Mm. And that is my most heartbreaking thing when other people yeah. are afraid they're in their stuff. And there's so much acceptance there too. Sometimes it's not the right time for them. Sometimes something else might need to, I don't know, blow up in their face before they really want to step into their greatness. And my fear around it is, is that I'm not going to show up for them. My purpose is so much bigger than me getting satisfaction and and having a rewarding career. Mm -hmm. It's like my biggest fear is not being able to show up for the people who need me. Yeah. Yeah. I really relate to that one, actually. I was asked a couple months back about that. And that was like, that. that is heartbreaking, truly, for me. And um, yeah, I, I can feel that as you described it. So thank you for sharing. I really, ooh, I feel your commitment, sister. You are yeah. like, yeah, I am so excited to see what you create this year and with your clients you. and massive acknowledgments on what you've already created and really seeing mm-hmm. like, even just the excitement around just created this, this extraordinary client and stepping in and graduating and all of this, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And all within a year, it's just Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Um, I can't remember who it is that said it. It's like people overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in five years. Yes. And I believe that there is some truth to that. And I also look at what I've created in the last year Mm -hmm. and if there's anything that I want to leave your listeners with today is that there is nothing in this world that is impossible Mm. and that you can create anything you want. Sometimes you just need somebody else to support you Mm -hmm. to get the thing that you really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. And mic drop. It did feel like one of those moments, right? Did, Maybe yeah. we should be on a stage somewhere. Yeah, that was awesome. I should get like a sound effect that's like the mic dropping and then we could just like do that. 
Totally. (laughs) And you can have a, that was easy button. Yes. (laughs) I really actually, I think I might have one somewhere. Yeah. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing and your insights and your experience and just being with us, which was really the the, One of the the biggest takeaways I'm actually getting is like the blessing of us just actually coming together in conversation and Mm -hmm. just like, just being curious, like, Oh, and and what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Like, I think if we all did a little bit more of that (laughs) in our everyday lives, like how powerful that would be. Cause I even notice even in our, our personal relationships, we can feel small talk or, you know, scriptedness or just showing up yes. a certain way because we think we have to. And I think just exactly what you have exampled in this conversation could be so uplifting and, and revealing, you know, on the journey of, of life. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. This has been, so, I just love it. I love the connection. I love the conversation. I love taking a look at things that we're not used to looking at and just being really open about what that means for us and what the impact and the cost of those are. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having me on here. It's amazing to be able to be in this space with you and ha- have people listen to us in, in a really organic conversation that <laughs> we kind of said, oh, here's a rough topic yesterday and then yeah. just went from there. So, yeah, thanks for the space and the just the gift that you are for who you're being, for all the people that are listening to you, the people that you're coaching. I, you know, you've shared a a lot about um, the projects that you're working on with me for this year. And I just thank you for who you be in the world and who you're being for yourself. So thank you so much. Thank it's you. such a gift for me to watch you and your journey too. Thank you, Michelle. I so appreciate that. Receiving, receiving, letting it receiving. land, letting it yeah. land. <laughs> nice. I have a tendency, Let me know when it lands. <laughs> yeah. I have a tendency to deflect acknowledgement at times. So I'm like, mm-hmm just letting that soak in oh yeah thank you truly I appreciate that and for anyone who is resonating with you has questions maybe they got an insight maybe something that you said really sparked up for them Mm -hmm. um, we will put your contact information and stuff on the show notes cool what's what's the best way what do you prefer in terms of people getting connected with you you like them to send you a message or get on your website or what's what's kind of your your style yeah, um, so I have a website. So our um, company's called Divinus Creatura. It's Latin for um, divine creature. Um, so divinuscreatura.com. You can also get me on Facebook, which is Michelle Aubrey. Um, and other than that, flip me an email, private message, add me, say what's up. Yeah, I'd love to be connected. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. We were talking before we got on about the power of just instigating conversations and getting into, you know, just honest, real conversations with people. So yeah. I, I get that vibe from Michelle full on. So reach out to her, you know, share, yeah, share totally. with her what you got. And if you have questions and stuff, um, that's how you and I got connected was just through Facebook. So it just goes yes. to show the the power of that. So I truly mm-hmm. appreciate you being here and sharing your heart with us. And it's such an honor to get to know you. And I'm so looking forward to the listeners getting to know you as well. So Thank you for tuning in. And of course, if you have questions, shoot them our way. We're real people on the other side of this, and we'd love to hear from you. So have a beautiful week, and we will talk to you in the next one.